and welcome back to the Fellow Black Single Mom podcast. My name is Cass and I just want to say welcome. If it's your first time, thank you for deciding to check out my little uh, part of the internet. This podcast is really just me sharing my own story and in the hopes of really inspiring and encouraging other single moms to do the same because I do feel like there's healing and power in sharing our stories and I also feel like we need more visibility you know we need more people to see us living our best lives changing the narrative of what it means to be a black single mom and so that's why I created this podcast and that's why I continue to share my story in a really vulnerable way and I hope that it's relatable in some ways and also encouraging in other ways. And so without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about um, just my job search because my finding a job was something that was really, really important to me, especially for 2020, even though I didn't know that there was going to be a pandemic like everybody else. um, I still had a a goal of moving out on my own and getting my own place because at this time it was like two years into me living with my parents and while I was really grateful that they took me in you know I was 28 29 like living with your parents when you're in your late 20s it's really difficult especially coming from um, a Caribbean background a Caribbean family it was like I felt like a teenager living with my parents. You know, I didn't really have privacy. I didn't really have, you know, the complete freedom that I needed, especially at that age. Like I had rules that I had to buy by. I couldn't really control my environment, especially with the pandemic and people feeling different types of ways about the pandemic in my household. I was just like, I need to get out. I need to get my own place. And at the time, I was working a job that was part-time. So I was an administrative assistant for a healthcare company. And I really liked the job because it was flexible. I was working from home and I got along with my team. I got along with my manager. Like my manager was really nice, really supportive of me. And um, she's honestly one of like the best managers that I've ever had. But there just wasn't the opportunity or the option for me to work full time. And I think if the pandemic hadn't hit, I think the company would have eventually hired me full time. But because of the pandemic, you know, a lot of businesses had to change their goals. They had to be a lot tighter with their finances and all of that. So that opportunity was not there. And furthermore, I actually had to move into another department. So I still had the same manager, but I was supporting a different team. And so I, but I still got along with the team. You know, I still was able to feel like it was, it was a good opportunity for me. Like I didn't have any issues with the new team. And even though there were things that I was learning that was new that I wasn't doing before when I was working with my other manager, um, it was still good. It was still flexible. Like the workload wasn't too much or anything like that. So, but I still decided like I need to find another job because if I'm going to move out, I need to be able to have a full-time income instead of part-time. And 
I forget what my hourly salary was or hourly rate was, but I ended up taking home around like $1,500 a month. But I made that $1,500 work, y'all. Like I did so much with that money. I am still amazed, but I was able to pay off a credit card with that money. Um, I was able to save up some money, build up my savings account to a couple thousand dollars. So I really, um, I did the most that I could with that money, but I knew that being that I live in the Northeast, like you can't even get a studio for $1,500 a month. You know, like if you want to get a studio and pay $1,500 a month, you are looking at living in the boondocks, living very far in places that are more remote and I'm a city girl, even though I do like living in the suburbs, like I like to be close enough to the city where if I want to go to the city for whatever reason, you know, it's only like a 30 minute drive or something like that. Like, so I was like, I don't want to live so, so far away from all my family, my friends, my resources, like my home base. I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing that, especially as a single mom. So I was like, the only option that I have is to look for another job. And so all of the free time that I had, I spent looking for another job. I used flexjobs.com because it's a subscription-based website, but basically what they do is they look for flexible, remote, um, or hybrid opportunities, and they scour the internet and they put all of these opportunities on this one website and they usually have like a discount code or something if you want to try it out. But I applied to a lot of jobs through there. I also use AngelList. That was another place where you can find a lot of remote positions, but it's all, all the companies on there are all startups and startups, um, you know, it's a different kind of work environment, you know, so I would research that before applying to like jobs like that. But um, if you're interested, but those were the main platforms. And then I think, yeah, I think those were really the two. Sometimes I did look for jobs, like just did a general like Google search remote jobs in this field to see what would come up. But those are the two main ones. And I was just applying to jobs left and right. And eventually I did hear back from two companies and I made it to the final interview round for both of those companies and I didn't get the job. And one of them actually just like stopped communicating to me or like responding. Like I just never even got an update. So I just assumed like, okay, I didn't get this role. But I kept applying to jobs because I knew that $1,500 was just not going to be enough for me to get what I wanted, which was a two-bedroom apartment for my son and I. And or actually, at this point in time, I was still thinking about buying a house. So I wasn't even thinking about renting, but I was actually thinking about buying a house. But I knew the homes that I wanted to buy in the areas that I wanted to buy in, I needed to increase my income in order to qualify for a higher loan amount. I don't even know if I would have qualified if with what I was making, probably not. I, I probably would have had to increase my income anyways. And so at that time, I was really only focused on buying a house because 
that that was always my end goal is to buy a house for my son and I because I just I grew up in a house and I feel like there's nothing like having your own place where you can paint the walls whatever color you want you know you can decorate it how you really want and have the space that you want and and really put your own stamp your own personality on it and for me I want a house that has like a yard and you know, where I can like entertain people and stuff like that and not have to worry about like someone downstairs or upstairs and, you know, stuff like that. So for me, I'm like, I just, the freedom of being able to have a space where you can truly do whatever you want is the ideal situation. So that's what I was really focused on at that time. Later on, my goal eventually changed because I was like, I just need to GTFO. Um, And if I don't have enough money saved up, like I still just need to go because y'all know, like you got to have that down payment and then you have to have closing costs and it adds up even for first time home buyers, you know, the closing costs can still be a lot. So eventually I did change my focus into wanting to get an apartment, but I started to, you know, just try to continue to apply to jobs and interviews. And then eventually there was one job where I got an interview and then I didn't hear back from from them for like two or three weeks. Honestly, I had forgotten about them, but it turned out that I had moved on to the final round of interviews. And it was interesting because for this job, they had told me that um, they had given me options for when I could interview. And all the options that they had given me were times where I didn't have anybody to watch my son for me. And so I was like, man, I really want this position. I'm really interested in this role. This company seems like they're doing really meaningful work. It was for a nonprofit. Um, So I was like, oh, man, I really don't want to pass up this opportunity. And so I just told the person who was emailing me, like I told them, like, honestly, like, I really want to interview for this. But during all of those times, like, there's no one who can watch my son for me. And I thought that if I were that honest or that transparent, then that would mean that I wouldn't get the interview, you know, but I was like, hey, I got to be honest. I got to be authentic. This is my situation, you know, and I think during the pandemic, people were a lot more sympathetic to parents and and the fact that, you know, child care was hard to come by during this time, especially in the earlier part of the pandemic. So I was like, let me just see what happens with this. And then I was surprised the interviewer was like, that's okay. Like we understand, you know, we have a lot of parents on the team. And so, you know, that's fine. He can be there. And I played like one of his shows, one of my son's son's shows that he likes to watch. And I just played it while the interview was going and, you know, put out some toys and paper and pen and, and crayons and stuff for him. And he did a pretty good job. I would say like the last maybe 10 minutes, he was like, all right, I want my mom. But um, I think the interview was like maybe 45 minutes and we, it went really well. You know, I think one of the things about 
having to work from home with a child or a toddler or a baby or anything is you get really good at multitasking. Multitasking is a part of the journey. You know, it just, you just got to do it. Um, and so he did a pretty good job. He was cool, calm and collected. And I was able to focus and answer the questions authentically. And I honestly, I felt really good about how I did after that interview. And then fast forward again, like I didn't hear anything back from them for like two or three weeks. And then randomly one day when I was checking my email, my Gmail, I looked in the promotionals and I saw that I had gotten an offer from them. And if I hadn't checked my promotional um, folder, I would have completely missed that I actually got an offer for this job. And of course, I was super excited, super excited because this was a full-time job. It came with other benefits and, you know, it was going to be a remote position and they already knew that I'm a mom and, you know, that I'm going to be working from home with a child from home. And, you know, not all companies are understanding about this. Not all companies are okay with this, but basically I think from the month of May to September, that's how long it took for me to land this job. And it was a full-time job, again, remote. Um, It was like an HR slash admin type of position. And I was really excited. I was really, really excited. But the one thing that kind of made me a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, A little concerned, I would say, was the fact that the person, the manager who interviewed me for this position was not going to be at the organization anymore. I think she was going to be leaving the week that I started. And so the manager that I would end up working with was someone that I had never met before or interviewed with. And so in the after having had this position, you know, and going through what I went through, I would say if you're starting a role where they're still hiring for the person who will be your manager, they haven't had that person yet, I would think twice before accepting that role. Um, Because what ended up happening is that I ended up not really getting along with this manager and their management style just ended up not being for me. But I'm getting way ahead of my story. But anyways, I accepted the, the position. And I think I started like, towards the end of September. So it was perfect because I still had a couple more months left in the year to be able to like build up my savings, pay down some more debt that I had and, um, you know, focus on achieving my goal of buying a house for my son and I. And that job, um, you know, it started out like, I would say it started out pretty good um, because my first two weeks, I didn't really have a manager, but I had a bunch of trainings that I had to go to that were, of course, they were all remote. And um, a lot of the people that I met, like I genuinely liked and my other teammates I genuinely liked. Um, It was a 
global organization. So I had teammates who were based in all different parts of the world, which I actually really liked. And I was, because I was based in the Northeast, a lot of my hours overlapped with like hours, uh, the working hours of like other teammates. And it was my first full-time job, you know, full-time remote position at least. Um, but it was hard to say goodbye to the the team that I was working with in my part-time job. You know, I remember like my manager, she was really surprised when I turned in my notice. She was like, you know, we really would have wanted to keep you on. And like, we were trying to figure out how to have you work for like both departments. Cause I was at that point, I had been supporting the other team and work was starting to pick up for my manager. So there was going to be more work for me to do on the team that I had been. And they threw me like a going away virtual celebration, which was really, really kind. And then they gave me a gift card and it was just really, really kind. You know, sometimes it's, it's hard sometimes, I, th- I think, especially as like a black person or a black woman to find a work environment where like you truly feel supported and you truly feel like, you know, where you don't have to deal with like microaggressions or, you know, any other form of racism on the job. Like I've had very few jobs where that has been the case, but that was one of the jobs that that had been the case. And if I could go back and do it all again, I think I would have, I really would have stayed with that job, especially after what happened with the full-time job. But it was just really, really kind of them. Like I, I really, truly enjoyed that experience and I really do believe like a lot of times when people leave jobs, like they're really leaving the manager or the culture, like, because who your manager is really can make or break your experience. So it was hard. I definitely was a little, um, a little choked up after I left the virtual party because I was like, man, these people are so nice. And, but I I really felt like this was what I needed to do because at the end of the day, I was like, I need to leave my parents home. It's been over two years at this point and I need more money. You know, at the end of the day, like I know I just need more money. And so that was the end of my search. After that, I stopped searching for a job and I focused on doing my best in this role and really trying to make it work. But I will say I started this role in like September of 2020. By December of 2020, though, I could, I just felt it in my spirit. I was like, I don't think I made the right choice. And it really was because of the manager that I had. We just did not, her management style just did not suit me. But I tried to make it work because I was like, well, I need this job. And I also need to, um, you know, I need to move. And I think my drive to move out of my parents' house was what kept me there as long as I did because I knew that moving out of my parents' house would help me to feel more, just feel more peace, more joy, more happiness. You know, it would improve my mental well-being and my overall well-being because like I just started to 
to not be able to handle it anymore being there. And it was just very difficult to be there and it was wearing on me. And I was like, I don't think I have any more time left. I don't have any more energy left to really be in the space. And so that's one of the things that um, I guess gave me the energy to stay in a job that I knew really wasn't working out. And in future episodes, like I go into more details to why this job wasn't working out, but I was, you know, like pretty burnt out, honestly, from job searching because I had been job searching for the last two years pretty consistently. Like even when I had my part-time job, like every now and then I would apply for a job because I knew that I wouldn't or I couldn't stay at a part-time job forever. And so, um, yeah, that is this episode. And I thank y'all again for tuning in. And I hope that you all have a blessed week, an awesome week. And if you're not following me on Instagram, please head over there and follow me. I love to engage with you guys. I love when you guys slide in the DMs and just share your story or, you know, feedback, whatever it is. I love to hear from y'all. Um, or you can send an email if that's more your style at dearfellowboxingamom at gmail.com. And again, I hope y'all have a great week. Peace.